Now, January 6, 2012, the Brisbane Heat hosted the Hobart Hurricanes. According to Quick Buzz, he's famed as a batting all-rounder. We'll be catching all the big moments on KO Sports. The amount of potency in Clive right that boy, and his mere presence. I do enjoy cricket. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to State of Play. What a game we've had. I mean, I, we've just been privy to some of the best cricket, I think, in history, let alone in, in kind of recent history. My name's Miles Cade. I'm still on a high coming down from a fantastic Australian, well, series retained uh, for the first time since 2001 in England. It's a pleasure to be with you and to discuss just a fantastic match and, and what's been so far an absolutely brilliant series. On my right is uh, Ben Tillemans. The one and only. Uh, it is great to be here, Miles. Uh, wow. Well, you, Ashes is coming home, baby. Quite literally, actually. They, they announced that the urn is actually going to... Oh, do a tour. Yeah, sail away to Australia for the first time in ever, maybe? Jump, take that yeah. six-week journey across the Emerald... Oceans? No. <laughs> <laughs> On my left is uh, Ollie Winch, who, mate, we've, we've, I feel like I've just, it's been a privilege to be sitting alongside you for some of, some of the best cricket I've ever seen these, these last few winter nights. Yeah, and I stayed awake through this one. Yeah. Largely. <laughs> mostly. Um, but I've, you know, I was at uni today and it was a real struggle to pay any attention to anything apart from just highlights over and over again. Um, yeah, yeah. It was oh, what a night! So many, oh, what a night! So many things to look back on, and we'll bring it all to you. Also on my left, standing, sitting actually at about six and a half meters or a bit under. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll talk. That's about a that. reference yeah. to where the ball pitched for an LBW. Thank you, David Bumbleloid. Is a new guest on State of Play, Ian Hristoforides. Ian, welcome to the show. Thanks, Miles, and uh, good job on the pronunciation of the last name there. Thank you. I, I actually practiced it a little bit. I, I work from home and I, I, I practiced it slightly just, just once or twice is before you cool came. Is that cool to practice things? Yep, it is for <laughs> professionals like us. Absolutely, in the Miles School of Professionalism. That is cool. It is. Absolutely. Ian, um, you'll be unfamiliar to many of our listeners. Maybe, could you just share a little bit about your kind of history and experience with cricket and, and Ashes series in particular? Yeah, sure. Um, so I've, I grew up watching cricket um, in, the, in the living room at home, like I think all of us in this room did. Um, mm. My my. Mum and dad actually not into cricket at all. And my dad got into cricket because he saw me watching it, found the local club oh, and signed me up. Yeah, that's as, so good. That's an Australian, sorry. He's a first generation immigrant. Oh. Um, and, uh, and in terms of the Ashes, I want to take you to a specific innings that really kind of solidified my, my love of cricket, which mm. is 2005 Ashes mm. at Old Trafford. And Ricky Ponting oh. comes to the crease, uh, fourth innings, Australia needing to save the match. I think we've talked about 2005 Ashes on this pod before and that innings of 156 just just through sheer force of will refused to get out and uh, yeah. and more or less single-handedly saved the match. With the help of Glenn McGrath, may I add. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah, I watched the highlights recently. Ponting was given out, I think, in controversial circumstances with, what, five overs to go or something late something on day like five? That, yeah. yeah, and then out came Kasperwitz with McGrath, is that right? 
Brett uh, Lee. Lee. Brett Lee. Lee. Yeah, yeah, well, McGrath. McGrath was already was, no, Lee no. was already out there, and McGrath came out at eleven. I feel like McGrath. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. I don't think McGrath ever batted at yeah, ten. Yeah, so, because for some reason I had in my head that McGrath <laughs> right, and Ponting batted together. Because I remember an interview of Ponting talking about how he didn't believe in McGrath, but then he saw McGrath succeed. But now I'm ex- figuring it out. He saw him <laughs> succeed from the sideline. Yeah, Glenn McGrath is the professional number eleven his entire career. I think. Yeah, the real Chris Martin of Australian <laughs> cricket. <laughs> well. I mean, in one sense, number of no, the number 11s this series have had more of a say than in than we're kind of used to. Mm. Let's um let's take you back five days because there's a whole just huge test match to to look back on. Fantastic game from the off with Australia batting first, and I mean when when that news came into me that I I thought that was really really good news when we were batting first. Yep. Old Trafford. Off to a bit of a shaky start, though. Yeah. And it was chat that it was maybe a good toss to lose, but as... Well, yeah. Root, I think, said that at, at after he lost the toss and then in his post-match interview said it was a bad toss to lose. <laughs> <laughs> he was just trying to give the boys a bit of something to um, spice them up. Well, David Warner um, uh, making his second consecutive duck at that point um, and his test was only going to get worse. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Broad just... Um, yeah, I mean, As he's... he's all I, I can't it's, think of any... It's not even a technical issue at this yeah. point. It's a mental... Yeah. It's absolutely one one mind has destroyed the other at this point. I can't think of any other batsman who's struggled against one particular bowler. Jonathan Trott had a shocker of a series against uh, Johnson. Mitchell Johnson. Uh, but I don't think he got out at, like <laughs> the, anywhere near as many times. Not, right? not Peterson like and it, Siddle? I mean... Siddle, I think, happened to get Peterson out oh, a lot of times. Surely Lyon and Moeen. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Oh, yeah. but the series didn't last... Moeen's series didn't last for long enough to be as... That was, but it continued... It was from the last Ashes true, as well. It's true, but I think the consecutive nature of this, like, broad v. Warner. So let me just really quickly share Warner's average for the series. Can we have some guesses? Oh, Did six, you get half century? Six. Six? It's like 9.7. Yeah, I think it's 9.6. 9.8. Oh, um, went the wrong way. One. Yeah. So, really not good. <laughs> I think what? it's also one thing to, to have the wood on a number eight batsman uh, and, a, and a totally different thing to have a wood on a, a, a star opener, really. The only opener that Australia has with any really test experience mm. and kind of getting out in the first over of an innings repeatedly is uh, yeah, it's pretty dire. That's, that's embarrassing. embarrassing. I think what's really interesting about it is that it's the kind of battle that could be the main tone for a whole series. If England were winning, we would be talking about how Stuart Boyd is winning the key battle against David Warner. But what we've actually got is that's just a subplot of a much bigger story that's going on this Ashes. And so in this innings, yeah. we did see this story being played out in its truest form which is Stephen Smith and a bunch of blokes hanging around with him just doing incredible things. I like how in these innings we got to see what Steve Smith could actually do with a few lads who would, would go along with him a little mm. bit. Uh, previous tests in this series, we've had Smith kind of going it alone, hitting out when the number 11 comes to the crease and getting bowled. Here he's got, you know, he's got Labuschagne, he's got tra- uh, Tim Payne, he's got some, some of the tail hanging around making some runs and, uh, and just working around him as there's the rock. 
I mean, and, you know, he struggled at the start initially. I think he, he, was, he was playing and missing a lot more than I'm used to or the, than we're used Good to seeing. Good bowling on the first day. Yeah, I mean, I, this is to take nothing away from England's bowling that first morning. Um, but, I mean, boy, did, did Smith make the most of it. One moment that I think many people will be familiar with is uh, one key moment in particular when Smith was on just, just past 100, maybe 113. around 110, oh, 113. 111. I'd forgotten this happened. <laughs> I mean, uh, you, he got out and, and it felt like, oh, that was a really good innings from Smith. And, and they showed it pretty quickly. Yeah, but, uh, but also Jack Leach had overstepped. Quite well bowled by Jack Leach as oh, well. Yeah. Good plan, yeah. good execution. And uh, I, I don't know about you guys. I literally laughed out loud and I think almost woke it up was, my house yeah, in the other yeah, room. Yeah, I, I just started jumping up and down. It was the first <laughs> ball that I'd seen live. I'd come home and Miles, like coming through the back door, yes. and Miles is like, lad, you ruined it. I'm like, what happened? He's like, oh, Smith got out. Yeah. And I look at the screen <laughs> and the first thing I see is a slow-mo replay of Leach's foot overstepping the line. <laughs> my response was slightly different. I was actually quite sad for, for Leach. And then my wife, Chloe, was like, nah, sucked in. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was, oh. and I was like, oh yeah, sucked in. <laughs> you know, like if I was an English supporter, the, the story of Leach going out in the pitch and recreating his one not out from um, the, the third test, yeah. I'd be going, what a legend, what a hero. Here I am going, oh, what an arrogant punk. <laughs> Who does he think he is? He scored one run. Yeah. Oh, it, it, felt, it felt righteous. Tim and Payne turned up. Yeah. Yep. Yep. For, for once. And, and, and his, with the bat, his at least. partnership with Smith was, I believe, at that point, the, at that point. the, the biggest of the series. Yeah. It yeah. did get overtaken um, in the second innings. Um, England. Denley and Root? Yeah. yeah. That sounds right. Is that right? No, Burns and Root. I think we'll fact check this one. Uh, maybe Burns, and, Burns and, Root. and Root in England's yeah. first innings. Why don't, well, let's move on to that. Australia ended 497 runs. With Stephen on two. When was the last time we made 500 in the first innings? Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll look that one up Especially, and I'll, I'll let you guys take over. Also, yeah. When was the last time we scored anywhere close to 500 runs in England? Yeah. The, I think the key bit there is the in England. In England. I'll tell you when. Good it's job. Lords 2015 when Smith got his oh, last, 230. I believe, double <laughs> yeah, century. And Chris and Rogers also Miles, got while century. you're looking this up, add the caveat, Smith is not scoring 200. <laughs> <laughs> See how far back you have to go. <laughs> um, yeah, so second innings. Uh, I mean, England's first innings. Rory Burns looked pretty good. He had a great partnership with Root. And at that point, it was the kind of thing where you go, this is just a great batting deck. Uh, maybe England's going to put on a pretty serious score. And for a while, it looked like they were going to. Uh, but then the floodgates really did open. They went from um, being two for 166 to being five down for 196. Uh, so that was a very quick uh, lost couple of lots of wickets there and it didn't get much better uh, after Burns got out for that Root and Burns partnership they only put on another 150 runs for eight more wickets uh, and I think Hazelwood there showing the kind oh. of the reward of, oh. of hard toil and I think Hazelwood spent a lot of time bowling on pitches that don't have a lot of assistance for, for fast bowlers mm. and, yeah, and just putting in, the, putting in the overs mm. uh, keeping it in the right spot and eventually getting the reward and, and in some ways he did kind of outlast um, Burns and Root um, in that in that partnership, which was really, really good to see. Sometimes when I'm watching Stark, I, I get really, Im I feel like he's a really impatient bowler. Uh, mm. Commentators talk about it all the time. It's not a new point, but he's always looking for a wicket. And I, 
I feel like Hazelwood has this great capacity to just be continue to put it in that just outside off. One might nip back. One might, you know, do a little bit of something. And he just did that. He, he uh, bowled 25 overs, uh, 4.57, really good return. And I think that's a learnt skill. Uh, the last time he was in England, 2015, that was the last Ashes in England. Mm. I don't think he had that. I think he was looking for the, the wicket ball a lot more frequently. Sure. And has learnt the patience game. And I think Cummins is probably a helpful influence in that. He seems to be able to come in and just hit the deck. Absolutely. And, and toil, I, yeah. I think a big part of it as well that we can't ignore is, is that Australia have bowled really well in partnerships. And this is another thing that commentators talk about mm. almost ad nauseum. But when you know the guy at the other end is, is keeping it tight. Nathan Lyon. Nathan Lyon's keeping it tight. Pat Cummins is keeping it yep. tight, asking questions. You don't have to be looking for the wicket ball. You can just keep doing your... Your and good work and 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 trust that you know you, you, that the wickets will come. Mm. I think interestingly, Nathan Lyon did what you said people have accused Stark of, which is being patient. Uh, this yeah. this game, I don't know if it was a radar thing, like he just wasn't hitting the line that he wanted to. But to me, it felt like he was looking for that straighter, quicker ball, often on the fifth or sixth ball of of his overs. And yeah, it's like when you kind of do the outswinger when you've bowled five inswingers, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, like ooh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. tricky. Well, or, or even probably the better equivalent is you bowled the short five, ball. No, 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 no. You bowled five outswingers outside off, and then you look for the the glory ball inswinger. Yeah, it goes and, down and, leg, and clips for four. Exactly, yeah. and that's and Lyon did exactly that. Out, He'd keep it outside off and then he'd, he'd stray onto the stumps and at his pace, which is a bit slow yeah. as far as spinners go, which is often his weapon, but he was getting clipped through the leg side a bit. Let's talk Mitch Stark. Uh, first test of the series. How are three wickets? Thoughts? His, I think it was a, day, a tale of two days for that first innings, especially mm. for Stark. Yes. Um, his first day, I think, I think it might have been nerves or jitters or rust or something. He was not on target he didn't bowl all of the third session which he hadn't bowled a session he hadn't been set or bolt not bowled in a session for a long time mm. um or ever really yeah that that third session on day two was it day Correct. three day three yeah yeah because it had been been a, a rain delay it, it was a real contrast for me between um stark and hazelwood in the last test where he'd been rested or you know not picked for a couple of test matches and hazelwood was absolutely firing on all cylinders willing to almost show the selectors that they'd made a mistake by not picking him mm. stark didn't look like he was really in the contest for a little while as you were mm. saying Ollie he mm. he took uh, you know probably 15 overs to to get into his work and then he looked all right but still uh, as you're saying Ben he um he was looking for that wicket ball wasn't mm. willing to just kind of back his plans and, and stay patient but I mean turned it around uh, yeah. which I, I suspect you're about to say with uh, it was the Bairstow I believe was his first wicket uh, Stoke no, I think Bairstow no, no, Bairstow was first, yeah, yeah. first. Yep. Um, through the gate I mean, which which Besto is obviously yeah, the man renowned for. for. Yeah, I I mean, this is repeating a stat that I have heard, but Stark is one of the bowlers who gets the highest num highest percentage of bold of, mm. of pretty much all top flight bowlers. Yeah, and Besto is the batter who is most likely <laughs> to get bold, and so it's just this kind of yeah. perfect. It's a, it's storm. a match made in heaven. Yeah, those two. yeah. So uh, I mean, I I think you're right in saying tale of two days yeah, for yeah. Stark. These, uh, these second half of that innings was 
pretty much good. Better. Yeah, and yeah. Should I point out as well? Meanwhile, the one bowler we haven't mentioned, Pat Cummins, just just doing his oh. thing. He's just been so unobtrusive in making his way to the top of the wickets tally mm, um, yep. in, in a series that's been dominated by bowling. Just taking three wickets, um, you know, and no one mentions it because it's just what he does. I, I called before this game that it was Cummins. Cummins was you know ripe, like he's ready to go. I think I hadn't didn't actually give him enough justice. It, it, it was leading having done what he already done at that it point. It was leading with yeah. 17 <laughs> wickets or something before this game. Yeah, but it, it, I think I, I really agree with that sentiment that he dominates and then you look back and you're like, he took seven wickets in that test. That's more than most people take in a test match. Uh, mm. And he does that on a mm. pretty routine basis. Mm. Um, I heard Warnie saying that uh, Cummins' return on average at the moment is about four wickets uh, a test, which is... Pretty good, um, but yeah, he's just getting better and better. For pace bowlers, four wickets test is actually pretty good. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's a reasonable indicator. It doesn't sound as good yeah, as it. So yeah. Ishan Sharma is a top pace bowler and he's going at just over two a test, I think, for what it's worth. Yeah, I mean, he, He's had a few lean shots in his career. It makes sense, right? Yeah, but, yeah. you know, double that is, 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 is a lot. Okay, so England get all that 301... The, the tail wrapped up pretty quickly, which actually hasn't been the case across Although a lot of the series. they did manage to pass the follow-on target. They did. Yeah. It was probably not... Um, I doubt Australia would have enforced no. the follow-on. Would, would anyone here have enforced the follow-on? No, no, no way. I don't think... Anyone. Not with the short turnaround. Um, <laughs> give it, and I mean, worth saying, though, they shouldn't have passed it because uh, Leach was plum. Oh, yeah, oh. Darren Messina. I, I don't know. He might, he might have thought there was an edge, I guess, but there wasn't two noises. It yeah. looked pretty plum to me sitting in my comfy armchair at home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I guess to, to transition there, what was particularly disappointing about it was that um, Warner got a similar ball... Equally plum. Um, yeah, just two or yep. three overs later when Australia I, went back into bat. I, I have, I mean, I don't have that much sympathy for Warner at the moment. I, I think I called at the beginning of the series that uh, Warner would have four tests. Uh, even if he performed terribly, he'd have four tests uh, before getting dropped. And I think that prediction may prove to be So correct. you've got a lot riding on, on his getting dropped <laughs> yeah, for the fifth uh, test. <laughs> yeah, he, he deserves to be dropped. He does. Um... So again, Steve Smith really turned it on in this fourth innings. Uh, I've got a question for you guys. Of the top 10 scores of this series, how many have been Smiths? Okay, Stokes has scored 200s, right? Uh, well, all so of his innings have been top 10 scores, right? I, I, no comment. No, so not quite, I don't think. Well, yeah, he's, he's, he's passed 50 he's every time. Five innings, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Five. Yeah. 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 Yep, that's right. He's got <laughs> half. So of the top ten scores of this series, mm. half of them have been scored by Stephen Smith, and the, and the top three would all be his, right? And the top yeah. three would all be his. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah, so, um, to, to round out the other five, you got two from Stokes, Wade, 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 Burns, and Burns as well. Burns yeah. As well. Yep. Yeah. Who? Um, yeah, he made. We, we didn't mention him, but he put together his best innings of uh, of the series, and oh, he's he's the absolutely. only opener who's shown any resistance. Burns. I think no, he made, Burns made a century. He got a century in the first. Oh, uh, so sorry, no, no. sorry. But that was right, a century. Right. Yes, <laughs> I I agree with Mark. Although it wasn't innings, his yeah. best score, it was his yeah, best innings true. of the of the tour. Yeah. Because, I mean, uh, he's been getting uh, he's been getting some flame on this podcast. Um, <laughs> I've been the last few weeks, and uh, Ben, you in particular, not a big uh, Burns fan, but. I am such. I have been 
hating him and I've come around and I'm all, I'm all aboard the Burns train. I think, I think back to, um, uh, back to a series where, oh, what's his name? Peter Hanscom was batting mm. in oh. Australia and he would nick through the slips. He'd nick along the ground. He'd get hit on the pad just outside the line and he'd make 50 in every innings. And at a certain point it stops being luck and it starts being, it's just too un- unlikely. Yeah. There's yeah. some kind of method behind this, this kind of luck. And, and I think the real turning point, which we'll probably get to in a, in a moment for me was on that, on that, um, fourth evening where, where Burns was removed early on. Yeah, I mean, we'll um, let's just we'll, we'll just finish wrapping this. Yeah, the, this third, the, third, innings, the third innings, Australia's second innings is a real quick. There's not much to it. We well, for uh, the thing is, England found themselves sessions. back in the game. Th- they we, did. Yeah, we were five <laughs> for fifty-ish. Four um, for forty-four. I think four it for was. forty-four. There you go. Four, Having, four wickets down. But we had St- Smith. At the, at uh, the I think That's that it. the the game has really changed. Like. Four for 44 and Smith out is you are right on top. Four for 44 and Smith mm. is in. It's yeah. The balance is even. Like it, it, it really is. He is such a disproportionate force to any other wicket in the world at the moment. Like mm. it, it's hard to quantify the value of this bloke. <laughs> Still, I mean, you, you can't help thinking as an, if you're an English supporter to say, there's just one freak, you know, ball hits a crack and just goes at a right angle, mm. crashes into the stumps. One freak occurrence like that away from, and the game is wide open, like you said, Miles. Like, exactly. yeah. right on top, yeah. get yeah. Smith out at that point and, uh, and they could roll on home. It might just be worth saying, by the way, that I, I believe it was in the first innings when Smith got 200, but Broad bowled one of those freak balls that was no, sh- back of a length. Innings. It was the second innings. Yeah, yeah. Back of a length, um, you know, if we're talking we're talking seven and a half metres here, so it's not, it's not on that wicket <laughs> taking <laughs> length. Yeah, yeah, six and a half metres. Um, and it's got up oh, halfway yeah. up his shin, if that, and he somehow got his bat down onto it. Um, and Broad was just laughing because he knew that this wicket, this, the ball's taking a wicket, ninety-five. I think like ninety-nine times out of hundred, you're not getting your bat down to that. It's back of a length. You're ready to tuck it off the hips. One thirty-five. Yeah. Oh, I mean, and uh, this is in one of Broad's quickest spells. He was he was getting it in the high eighties in the miles or, miles per hour, which the is low one forties. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Smith kept it out. So. I might say even a freak occurrence may not be enough to, to Smith Smith. And it was a plucky old innings. Um, he really struggled through his first kind of 30 or 40 balls. Yeah. But, but managed to come back with a strike rate of 89 to get 82 runs. I mean, I I was far more disappointed in a, in a score of 82 than I should be. I'm like... Come on, mate. Just scored. That's <laughs> <No. laughs> barely even improving his average. Really. I know. <laughs> but this is, the, this is the other point. That's, again, above his average. Like, how many times can this bloke score it? Yeah. And uh, how many times have England taken Smith's wicket as opposed to being given it in this series? I mean, I'm not sure One. any of the times, really. Uh, in I the guess, I guess first the ma- I think first the, the, test. The, the first 140 he got... he. Oh no, no, because he, well, he was the last he was, one. He was trying sorry, to slog no. it over the cow corner. He was the last wicket That's a good yeah, in the first innings. I think and then the he didn't get out of the, the second innings. Yeah, and correct. He concussed in the third innings. So oh, he, sorry, he, he was slogging in, in the yeah. second test, 
But because he was concussed, really, like I mean, so I guess you could say England took his wicket through yeah, sheer well, we'll brute give, force we'll give and them that pace. One on and then he's two eleven. He reversed Joe Root, and then that's this a time real as well. weakness in his game. Yeah, now, once he gets past two hundred, he always gets the out reverse sweep from the Joe Root. I mean, not quite. Yeah, not quite true. He scored a third double century. And just to cap that off, that innings off, Tim Payne finished a pretty good test with the bat with yeah. um, twenty three yep. not out, scoring some quick runs, and putting England in late on day four. And we, I must say, it mm. did seem like he could have given uh, a little bit more time for the Australians to bowl in the evening. But with a return of two wickets at the end of the day, you got to say Tim Payne timed it just right. And they weren't just two wickets. Mm. They, they were a big two. Paddy Cummins just on fire. Oh, that, that nut to get... Um, to get Joe Root. To get Joe Root was... For another Goldie. For another second Goldie. Second of the Goldie, two in the series. you got to feel for Joe Root there. That's one where you look back and you say... All right, Nah. Well bowled. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I think um Jason Roy, when he got bowled by Cummins as well, he had a similar kind of ball. Mm. And his uh Roy did one of those things where like kind of got bowled and then looked at the pitch and just went yeah. as if like Yeah, that's it. What am I doing there? <laughs> I mean interestingly, uh there's such interesting balls to compare Root and Roy. Almost the opposite of Yeah, each exactly. Other. Yeah. Uh, both, both Pat Cummins bowling over the wicket. Uh, to get Root out, he pitched it on middle and off, I'd say, um, on about six and a half metres. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, hit the seam, touch of swing, but mostly seam movement, top of off, beautiful. Yep. So jagging uh, back across. Yeah, exactly. Uh, beating the Root. outside edge. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, uh, to dismiss Roy, it was pitching on fifth stump, maybe. Yeah. Same length. Moving away a tiny yep, bit. Yep. And then seamed in. Was it? It was through, through the gate. Pad? Through, through the, the gate. gate. I mean, which because he's got that awkward like straight leg when he goes out onto this onto yeah, his forward defence, and it leaves that, and it that's the gap that everyone knows mm. that. Well, everyone Pat Cummins certainly knows it <laughs> um, to target that or some, and and that ball would not have got Joe Root out. It he may have got out LBW, but that's a tough decision for the umpire to give. Well, it's just clipping the top of off, probably, probably if it's outside coming, the yeah, line exactly. as well. So a good forward defensive technique probably negates that ball. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, Paddy knows. That was, and this th- is when you've got uh, a team of number sixes. Yeah, uh, they, it, it's they don't have mm. the technique for that. Question. Mm. So Ben Stokes, he walked. Mm. He's walking a bit of a. I mean, I want to say Pyrrhic victory. That's not quite true. It's like it's. Oh, like he a, takes a little bit of a moral high ground. It's like it's a bit. That's a Pyrrhic victory. Like it. it if it, anything, it I think it looks good, but at the end end of the day, it's the kind of thing that you do just for for the points. Almost, I don't know. I was actually thinking when he did that because I, I was getting a little bit nervous. I was talking to Miles about this before mm. we turned the mics on. Um, that we were going, this, you know, down down the route of a, of a really thrilling draw, and I thought, you know, if he takes five minutes to to get this review to go through the process, mm. that literally could be the difference between nine mm. out and all out mm. if it if it went. It didn't come to that, but uh, th- you know, those are little things, and and I don't see what Stokes achieved by walking. The umpire was not giving that out. Um, mm. That it would have been reviewed and overturned, mm. but you also don't know whether there's no camera angle to back you up. Uh, you know, or, especially with those weird ones, we, we've yeah. seen at least three dismissals of this type, maybe even more, 
Warner at least yeah, twice, Warner. and I think except for I, Warner, I think I Roy think did it as well. Warner was the outside edge still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what, I, what I'm talking about is uh, when the batsman's leaving it, but or, or yeah. kind of uh, into in two minds and and um, pull out too late, and then still in the in the shot of a leave, so it's behind their body. Um, kind of and there's that through. one where Archer was he had the periscope up when <laughs> he was, was awesome. ducking yeah, and yeah, it came off the, the face of the <laughs> bat which wild. is I mean impossible if you I've try to do it <laughs> so yeah. I think it's happened five times if you include Archer because I'm, I'm fairly certain that Roy's got out leaving and edging I think so yeah. and Warner twice now so yeah that, that, that makes five I guess should we pull it back to the start of day five yeah yeah let's do it should yeah. we, I mean we, we, we might as well even go wicket by wicket and just <laughs> just revel in, in in each of them so two so down at the start of the day two for who was out first uh, well, Roy De- so De- we've De- talked De- about De- and Roy put on a really good first hour yeah, they, yeah. they battled and it was a good piece of bowling got through the drinks and they got through the drinks and I think when they went out there that morning they would have said let's just get through the drinks and mm-hmm. take it from there yeah you gotta set yourself goals I think it's one thing I've learned is a they made it boring as well, which is exactly <laughs> what. <laughs> Got to see some goals. Settle down, mate. Uh, when did this become occasion. a life advice podcast? <laughs> we'll add that Ladies into our and gentlemen, categories. Please set smart goals. <laughs> uh, Roy was out and then Stokes was out. We've gone through those dismissals. Denley, who, who turned up. Yeah, he Denley was good for a six, of, Sydney Sixers fame. A <laughs> lot of respect for Denley in that innings, and I think uh, you know himself and a couple of others, not not really concerned about the runs, but he faced uh, hundred and twenty three twenty three deliveries. That's that's what, and if you know if most of the top six did that, then mm. they face out the draw. And as an opener as well, and I'm not sure if he's batted as an opener before this test? He uh, he has, but not recently. Sure. Mm. He's been moved th- down the order. I think yeah. it was a very wise move to switch him and Roy. They both seem to have batted better. Uh, Roy, maybe not so much, but he looked maybe more comfortable. Well, and Denley... It's 31 more runs than he's made in some <laughs> of the other <laughs> innings. Uh, so, my thoughts on Denley are, because he looks like such a gentleman, he must have good technique. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like my presumption is that people with good people who like look old fashioned must be old fashioned with their technique. Does anyone back that? If if you've got if you've got a big sleeve tat, then you definitely yeah clearing the front leg when you swing a car yeah driver. that's right. Both, so I was going to ask this question later, but this is my question. I've been asking a lot of people this week: is who would you pick? Um, to replace Root as English captain if he steps down or it, like any of the 10 in the team that wasn't Root who would be captain. And these are the arguments <laughs> for what why I heard? picked Denley because he looks he like looks an English captain yes. and Stokes does not. As in... Ah, interesting. The, in my mind, English captains are like schoolboys who are maybe like 25. Mate, he's literally a choir boy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Denley is the most, apart from maybe Stuart Broad, but he's a bit old now. He's the most English schoolboy I can think of. Yeah. I write it. Yeah. Uh, the only other person I could think of in this team, and he'd need a couple more years, is is potentially Burns. Just and I, and I say that because of his grit. Yeah. And and not on a lot else. But if he <laughs> if he can cement his spot at the top of the order, which and I mean, who else are you going to pick at the top of the order at the moment? Leon, no um, for England, um, he he's got uh, looks like real will to to fight, and and that yeah. can get you a long way. I mean, I think the answer. Is probably Ben Stokes. I if, mean, today certainly, yeah. Yeah. Joe Root is still younger than pretty much all the team, bar Overton and Archer. I think. 
Um, younger or older? Younger, sorry, is younger than pretty much the whole team. Uh, Overton's Overton's twenty five, and Archer is twenty four. Twenty five, yeah, he doesn't. Well, because he debuted against Australia. Oh, when I don't he care was, when he debuted. He looked like he's yeah. like thirty three. His um his debut was I think in uh it was in the Adelaide Oval twenty seventeen. Um, he hasn't played a test since that. Well, he's only played four tests, so. Yeah, I think he played three in the Ashes last time they came out and hasn't played since until this test. Uh, Miles, do you have when Australia scored the last 500, by the way? I do. Um, I looked it up and then I forgot about it. Um, What I did notice, we haven't, we've scored it twice in the last four years and lots before that. Um, The last time was 2017 against Pakistan in Sydney when Warner scored oh. a century before lunch and Ranch also got a century. I was there on that day. The time before that was With Lords. my dad. It was wholesome. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> the time before that was Lords 2015, as mentioned. And then we scored, I think, every match or three of the four matches in the series against yes, India yes. in 13-14. Oh, I was going to say New Zealand oh, yeah, yeah, at the twice, at New, twice against New Zealand, twice against Pakistan. Did you so, track one down that was in England? Uh, I mean, Lords. When yep. the last time before that, though, I'll find that out. What I'm actually looking up right now is times where there's been three players who faced a hundred balls and they've lo- in the fourth innings and they've lost, which Ooh. happened in this innings um, yeah. with Denley, Overton, and Butler all facing more than hundred balls. Overton looked all right. I, I failed at that task so far. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> a hard one. Overton looked very set and reasonably comfortable. He got hit once or twice. Yeah, I, I he, he looked very good. Like. He was set. He was. He faced 105 balls against maybe a tiring attack, but like he took a couple of blows on the body as well. And, yeah, and, I mean, there's a lot of body down. to blow. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big lad. Yeah, but uh, but again, you know, he showed a lot of grit, and I think that was one of the things that I was um, pleasantly surprised to see actually yesterday. I, I was semi expecting a, a giant collapse in a heap before lunch. Yeah, and uh, and when they were only you know two more wickets down at the lunch break and then two more at tea. Um, often what, all you have to do in a, on a fifth day is get the other team to sweat and really think about what, how far they've still got to go. Yep. Um, mm. and, they, and they certainly did that. I'll bring you the, uh, the numbers there on 500s in, in England. Lords, time before that. Manchester 2013, which is one, one of those draws. Um, I'll that- find out the details. We drew a lot. We drew two games in that series. Um, both of which we were dominating. Um, I believe it might be. Yeah, you, you, why don't you look it up? Before that, 2001, the Oval, 1993, it happened twice. 1989, of course, it happened a couple of times. So, yeah, this, this decade, um, I mean, this, this century, century it's, yeah. it's, it's hardly happened. Yeah. Let's, let's keep going with this innings. And, yeah. and, and I, in one sense, I want to wrap it up quickly, but it's not really what happened because the, the hours kept ticking. It was midnight. It was 1 a.m. It was 2 a.m. It was 3 a.m. Okay. Uh, so I wanted to talk about um, Labuschagne. Uh, Australia took the second new ball. Uh, we were bowling and not having a lot of luck, but also the, the batting was, was, pretty, was pretty tight. Uh, and then in a moment of what is, in, with hindsight, absolute genius, mm. uh, Tim mm. Payne throws the ball to Labuschagne. Uh, he's bowling right arm around the wicket, into the rough, bowling big leg breaks. And as you fellas know, I 
am a you know oh. semi avid practitioner of of really bad loopy leg spin, <laughs> and I was I was absolutely oh. loving it. The first ball that he bowled, it pitched in the rough, and you just thought this is this could go anywhere. This could go up, this could go down, this could go left, this could go right. And uh, it was no surprise when in that over, maybe the fourth or fifth ball of that over, mm. um, Leach pops one up to short leg. And uh, and that was that was when we knew we cracked it. Mm. There was an hour then to get the last wicket. It was I pretty mean, that, safe. And that, that, that was the moment, right? Because Jack Leach, until that point, had showed incredible application, both in this innings and in the whole series, really. We'd only actually... Got once. Just, yeah, exactly. He, even before the series against Ireland, he yeah. got that century, didn't he? 92, 93. Oh, anyway. Yeah. Between him and Broad, that, that's a really excellent 10 and 11 as far as Absolutely. 10 and 11s yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I just want to say, and let's talk about this now. I mean... Tremendous piece of bowling, tremendous, even more tremendous piece of captaincy. I think Payne has read so many different parts of the game. He's reading how Leach is playing at the ball. He's reading the pitch. He's reading, you know, like how Labuschagne in particular bowls, um, and and the rest of the bowlers. Yes, like he's yeah. seeing. Okay, what do we need to get this bloke out? Yeah. Someone who's going to be a little bit fendy, and then if the ball pops up, which uh, Labuschagne's got that top spinner that really does bite, especially with a new ball as well. Yeah. The uh, ball is only eight of his old. I think the other thing Tim Payne's done there is he's done worst case scenario. He gets spanked for thirty runs off two overs, and England are no closer to winning. We're yeah. no closer to anything. Absolutely, that's a good point. I mean, and I, I think Payne in general, particularly in the afternoon, was really good. He he kept things moving. There was this period where, um, kind of halfway through that last session, there was about thirty overs to go just before halfway. This is before drinks, and it gets to um, this. This is maybe twenty overs to go in Labuschagne. Um, yeah, that, that'd be about right. Maybe maybe an hour and a bit to an go. An hour and a bit minimum 20-ish overs, maybe 18 or 19. And it felt like pain had been proactive in that whole time. Often when you're chasing the game, I feel like some captains have just kind of let things slide for periods. But, I mean, Payne, I just thought, was really excellent there and There was one period, I saw a stat, and I can't remember it now, but it was he made something like eight bowling changes in 10 overs or something just to give – he gave – uh, everyone really, really short, sharp spell just to keep the batsman guessing, and as you say, Miles, keep the game moving. And yeah. uh, I think he probably took he took he took a lot of flack for um, for the last test and not um, you know it may, probably made a few blunders there, a few things he'd do differently. And I think he's really applied himself in a different situation. To be fair, it's very different when you're defending runs as well as trying to attack and take wickets, as opposed to in this innings just taking wickets, putting men around the bat. Um, but I mean, he's he's come out with flying colours here. How much do you think? I was looking at the scorecard just before, and in the first innings, Australia bowled 106 overs with only the four bowlers bowling. Wow. Which is a big workload, especially for a fourth test, Stark's first test. But how, And how much of a difference does having good part-timers make? Because, well, ask Joe Root this question, because for some reason in the first test, he decided that uh, his... Best bowler was Joe Denley. <laughs> that was yeah. so weird. Um, and I think it does make a difference. I mean, this is okay. I've skewed your question off just with a fun fact about how much, how weird Joe Root's decision to bowl, bowl Joe Denley was. But to answer your actual question, it makes a big difference to have good part timers. Um, who are some of the great ones? I think of Simon Kadich as, as, as a great part timer. You know who was. A highly underrated bowler, 
Uh, and partly Clark. it was an injury thing, but Michael Clark and and Labuschagne's performance there late on day five oh, was a, reminiscent a little bit <laughs> of Sydney two thousand and eight against yeah. India three, three wickets four, three in the last five. four overs. I mean, uh, it says something about how fantastic that match was. That Labuschagne oh. Labuschagne only does kind of a third of what Clark does there in terms of the wickets. It's it's there's still plenty of time left, oh, but that just testament. given how many miracles England have 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 managed to procure this summer. I mean, it, it just seems felt like because England in this summer have been capable of getting bundled out for 70 in a session and also, you know, chasing down 359 to, yeah. to win a match in the fourth innings and, and everything in between. So they're never quite down. They're never quite out until until you get that 10th wicket. Mm. And that's why I think so many Australians were on the edge of their seats last night in the mm. early hours of the morning. Uh, yeah. I mean, the if I may, the best part-timer is clearly Matthew Wade. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be a standard play is, podcast. Is that a record that. for how long it's been since we've mentioned Matthew Wade? <laughs> Maybe. Oh. Like, yeah. oh, no, we did mention him in the list of tons. Yeah, okay. okay. And he, he also played an underrated part in the third innings, mm. batting along with Steve yes. Smith. Yep. Yep. Let's let's um, take a break and we'll, we'll come back in a sec, hit some talking points and chat the Oval. I'm Jim Maxwell and you're listening to State of Play. Well, I mean, the Ashes, as you've said already, Ben, is on the way back to Australia in, I mean, I, I just can't get over saying that. It's been 18 years. And for me personally, I mean, 2001 was just the kind of beginning of my cricket upbring, upbringing. I and didn't, I don't remember it. Like I, I only started watching cricket like in mid primary school. So I think at that point I had a vague awareness that no one had ever beaten the Australian cricket team ever in the history exactly, of yeah, right, and that was about right? it yeah <laughs> that was, so it, I mean really that 2005 loss was a shock to the system and then 2009 we somehow couldn't do it 2013 15 the injustice I felt about McGrath's ankle oh. like oh. Is, I, was, I was just like oh. I remember yeah. my mum telling me as a kid and I was just distraught my grandma told me because she lives in Dubbo and she's like did you know that Glenn McGrath grew up near Dubbo and I'm like Yes, yep. you have told me many <laughs> my, times. My lasting memory of that injury was hearing that he cried. I know. Is that a thing? Did, did, does that I, ring I a bell for any of you? Of this. I, um, I, I think he cried. I wouldn't be surprised. As much as missing the test. His, mm. Miles, you don't need to have a go at a man for crying. Well, we're this never going to get him I, on the I, pod I, now, Miles. What have you I done? <laughs> ruined it. I mean, my, what, I, what I was going to say is he felt like one of us. He felt like, yeah, I would cry if I rolled my ankle and hurt myself. Yeah. I would cry if I got to play for Australia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Trev, so the phone's always open, Trevor Holmes. Question. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor, get in touch. My um, dibbly little in-swingers will definitely knock over Jason Roy through the game. And we've seen the importance of leg spin on a fifth day. Oh, hello. <laughs> okay, here's the question. Does this match matter? The answer is obviously like the both teams care, but really w why does it matter? Like what, what does it mean for each of these teams? I don't think anyone is, I mean, there's a, there's a bit of a feeling that maybe, Oh, it's a bit of a shame that the series is wrapped up in that sense, in the who's taking the urn home sense. I think we'll, we'll, we'll turn on the TVs at about 7.45 on Thursday Here and it'll are. be game on. Like, yeah. I, I don't think there's any feeling that, that we can't like, I think settling for a, series draw will feel like such a big disappointment mm. um, in hindsight it'll still be fantastic mm. but I think know. goal A was retain goal B is win we've done goal A it's still the Ashes it's still England 
I think the, the team will be hungry. For me, I think it would be a really different story if we hadn't dominated all of the test matches to date. Uh, it, it would feel two all would not at all be representative of how the series has actually yep. unfolded. Yep. And and I'd, I'd feel robbed at that point. And I think when you look back at this series in 20 years, you're not going to necessarily remember all of the different ins and outs. You'll look Amen. back and say, oh, it was two all. It must have been pretty close. Mm. And I think it... Yeah, it, it, it's huge. I think the, the Oval is going to be like, everyone's going to be up for it. There'll be no talk of dead rubbers. I did say amen because I thought you were about to say a different point, which is in 20 years, we won't care what the score was. We will know that that's the year that we won the Ashes. Now, even if it's a retained the Ashes rather than one, you won't in 20 years say, say going around the circle, what was the score in 2001 when we run? Uh, four nil. nil. Oh damn! Yeah. It. You guys all know. I think there's been a bit of coverage about that recently. Yeah, 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 yeah. To be fair, I might point us back to a similar series where we lost. No, well, here's what happened: India in Australia, 2003-4. India won the series, one one, and they went home with the Border Gavaskar Trophy, having won dramatically in. 2001, a lot of ones here, in that series where they won after following on. They came here, 2003, 4, 1 1 series score. They go, they won that series, right? Mm. I, I, I don't think India are too disappointed. But at the same time, India come here and win, win, win <laughs> yeah. uh, last summer. And they go, it's the first time India's ever won a series in Australia. So I think, so the to be honest, the fans, the narrative changes. You, make, you make what yeah. you want of it, really. Um, and we will see. Uh, We'll see how this, this series is remembered. I think it'll primarily be remembered uh, in terms of Steve Smith. I think that's too huge a narrative to to miss. Uh, the Bradman comparisons, the like it, it's the time when he went from being like the best in the world to being the best since Bradman, I think. And I think I mean, I think that's a really interesting point. What are we gonna remember it for? And I if I think about series, you think about one person per team, right? Stokes and Smith, right? Well, yeah, Stokes and Smith. And we go back um, 20... Uh, I mean, some probably particularly 13, famous 14. ones. 13, 14, Johnson, we go to Johnson. Yep. 2005, it's it's Flintoff mm, and it's and Warren. Warren. Yep. Um, and and uh, there's these big characters on the losing side as well. And Stokes, I mean, who's been man of the match as many times as Steve Smith has, and, and rightly mm. so. Um, I... I think it's 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 so it's, it's so fantastic to witness like really great players in their prime and yeah and uh, it's, you know. it's been really interesting and this is a kind of a broader point that I've wanted to to chat about is both teams are so fragile in so many ways you know Australia can't put together ten runs for the first wicket uh, England have got six different number sixes in the top six and, and when Ian says ten runs he literally I means literally Australia mean, look, can't have we have we have we got haven't double, put together well, once or twice what did Harris get when Warner got no, 60. No, 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 but it's, yeah. there's been a wicket before a wicket we've reached before. 10 runs. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what I'm asking. Did Harris make any runs before he, before Warner, as in that? No, anyway, no, no. The, the point I'm trying to make is, even no, though there's these huge frailties in both teams, there have been, like, so we've got the number one bowler in the world, Pat Cummins. Mm. We've got the number one batsman in the world in Steve Smith, and you've got the number one all-rounder in the world as well in Ben in Stokes. Matthew Wade. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jason potentially like Shaquib or, or Jason Holder would give you a run for your money. But, uh, I mean, in big, moment, match, yeah. in big match situations, I mean, no one could ask any more of an all-rounder than what Ben Stokes has done. And you've just got these, these highs and these lows, and um, 
and it's just been fascinating mm. watching them mm. go back and forth. Mm. That's what makes a good series. I, I mean, I can think of some really unvulnerable teams battling it out, like Australia and India in 2014, 15, when it was just run city. Like, oh, uh, that Indian best. top order, and you're just like, how are we going to get, like... Yeah, and we won the series 2-0 in the end. Smith made a century in every test. At Coley made, I think, Garrett four centuries Lyon in the series as well. himself as a world-class yeah, sure. match winner. But doesn't that go to show how much more entertaining mm. cricket is when the ball is dominating yeah. the bat yeah. rather than yeah. the other way around? And, right. and it means it means the periods where the bat dominates are exciting as well. Like, it, it only takes about 10 overs of batting to go, come on, where's the wicket coming? Like, mm. I, I, I mean, you're absolutely right. It's been a fantastic series in that sense. And yeah, from a, another... Th- perspective that I I mean I think we all care about is the stats side of thing mm. uh, I just really really want Smith to put on a whole bunch of ru- bunch of runs uh, I'd love that average to go even up uh, further up somehow I think I read that he needs just over 300, 300 yeah, runs to, I think. 304 to beat Bradman's Ashes ag- best ever Ashes ag- aggregate and in the form he's in I mean it's it's not impossible and in I think Two and a half less tests than yeah. Bradman did it in. Well, Brad, did Bradman have that series? They'd won by an innings twice. Oh, okay. And so because right. Bradman had scored two and three hundred, and he so. has scored eight double centuries against England. Bradman, yes. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> okay, uh, Australia's opening lineup. Uh, just sorry, Australia's openers. We've had a mess here. Uh, do we bring Bancroft back? Do you bring Kawaja into the squad? Do you get rid of both Harris and Warner and say Bancroft, Kawaja, do something? What, what's going on? Is Michael Nessa making an appearance at the top? <laughs> It'd be a bit mo- that's a Moeen Ali move. Mo- Ali has opened in in Test cricket Nessa's as a number eight. No. <laughs> oh. He's pretty good. What, yeah. I mean, what uh, about the I old Bradman idea? Let's reverse the batting order. Let's open with Cummins and Stark, <laughs> and uh, Warner comes in at three. An underrated tactic, or just an un- well, understated tactic. Yeah, <laughs> good enough for the circle. I, w- I want to know if Joe Burns is available. Like, he, can they? Is where he's is in he? The squad, isn't he? Who is or is, uh, is he been home, released to play for County somewhere? I think they sent him home. Even I, oh, that's what I heard. But I don't know if he's like. I don't if, know I, if, if I'm Joe Burns, right? I'm doing what Matthew Wade did, which is head to England, even though he's not actually part of the Australia squad. So Wade wasn't part of the World Cup squad and mm. went to England anyway. Played a bunch of. Um, I think he played for Australia A in the end, but he did some county. He, he did, yeah, played, he, he, played all sorts yeah. of cricket. He did the circuit. If I'm Joe Burns, I'm doing exactly the same thing, right? Because I'm seeing Warner yeah. fail time after time. Demolishing Derbyshire second 11. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just, just just thinking, you know, I'm, I'm here. And, and he is coming off 180, as we, as we keep saying. Against Sri Lanka. Against Sri Lanka, very different. But he's got an international experience. A he's, a right, he's a right-hander at the top of the order, which... which very rare these days. And, and especially when Stuart Broad Can is, is, is bowling as, as good as I've ever seen any right-hander bowl <gasps> around the wicket to a left-hander. I've been wanting to say this on the yeah. pod for a while now, which is here is my one-step solution to not getting out from Stuart Broad. And it is literally this, one step. You go way outside the crease... And then how are you going to get LBW? Because if it hits you in line, it's going down. Yeah, it won't have been swinging back enough at that point or something. Ben, I yelled this at my girlfriend, Victoria, and she did not receive it very well last <laughs> night. 
<laughs> as David Warner marched to the pavilion, I said, why is he standing a metre outside of his crease? Uh, so if it's if hitting it, in line, it's the, going down. The angle that Broad's bowling yeah. at, it's too steep. If it's at the stumps, then it's hitting outside the line. Remember, Broad is coming around the wicket. He's a right-hander bowling to lefties. And he's so, not express. I mean, he's he's mm. sharp, but he's not. he never gets up and 145. I think, that, I think that could be why I think... Broad is such a good bowler because he can get batsmen out in many different ways. And obviously he's exploiting this angle he's going in at the left-handers. But it just seems obvious to me. Like, And I'm sure that there are smart people in the world who have said to David Warner, why don't you try this? But it just seems like... Mm. I, 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 what do so, I know? So, but? Miles, if you're, the, this, if you're Justin Langer, yeah. do you keep Warner or do you drop him? No, no I think he's got to go. I think go. it's gotten to the... It's gone from... He's in poor form to this is getting ridiculous. Which I, mean, I predicted. For I did? said at yeah. the beginning of the, or yeah. I think it was before the first test, Warner has four failed tests in him before he gets dropped. So we'll I, see. I think I also called that both sides would average less than 10 for their opening partnership. So there's some, there's some I mean, good yeah. predictions. So maybe for, uh, for, the, for the sake of our predictions. The fact that Burn. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Go on. So I, I mean. I'm dropping Warner and I'm bringing in Burns if he's available, but I'd, I, th- I think I'd rather see Kawaja in there than Bancroft, even though he's a left-hander. And, so you and keep with Harris? With Harris? I, th- I think Harris stays. Maybe Kawaja and Bancroft both, actually. It's pretty harsh on Harris to drop him. But well, it's not like he's scored any significant runs either. He's had two fails either, really. in a row. Like, what, it, it's, it's hard. I mean, it was harsh on Bancroft. There's... All my point. That's the thing. Getting dropped after was it two tests? Yeah. Well, and this is this is. Is there also a psychological, almost like an, an admission of defeat if you pull both mm. of your openers, yeah. right? And two one up in a series when was, or not, you know? Yeah. When's when, the when last time that would, has that happened in recent memory? I, I can't remember it. Um, the, I mean, I, the only the only thing that comes to mind in terms of Australia changing both openers, um, maybe it happened in that period when. Um, Hayden, I think Hayden got injured and Phil Jakes came in. And I wonder if Langer also didn't play that game for some reason. That feels a bit different. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> in terms of getting dropped, I don't know if that's that's the same thing. Um, I think the rest of the middle order are going to stick around, even though they've shown some frailties. Yeah. And in terms of the bowlers, um, uh, what, I'm, what we I'm backing Siddle to come back. And I think. One last uh, hurrah. I think Cummins is going to have a rest and I hate to say it because he's been just the best thing that's happened to Australian bowling, but uh, he looked tired at the end of that fifth day and it's not a big turnaround. And if we bowl Mm. first and England bat deep, he he might do something bad to himself. Yeah, and I think that's the worry for Cummins. He's had a history of injuries. He's been good for a while now, but bowling five tests in a row with... Little turnaround. Well, I looked this up. He bowled over 150 overs for mm. the for the four tests so far, which is a huge workload. And he bowls fast, um, yeah. so that's yeah. a lot of stress on the body. The, I mean, the, you're right. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind just going back on this a bit. You said he looked tired. He really looked tired. Like his action was noticeably different. Speed was down, Speed was down yeah, as well. Yeah, he wasn't as um, incisive towards the end of the day even though he took uh, four wickets for the inning still so he, he did but he took the top four yeah, right he took yeah. two on the fourth evening and then yeah two more um, but um, uh, all of our big men have had a lot of work and I think credit to the Australian selectors for taking a whole caravan of fast bowlers to England with us mm. um, and there were some really ballsy calls as well with selecting lack of selection of Hazelwood and Stark in the first test huge and then 
not bringing Stark until a fourth. Yeah. Like we, we, we also mentioned James Pattinson, um, who is another selection option. W- one thing I might suggest is that depending on the pitch, Nathan Lyon split a huge callus on his spinning finger, um, which you could see his action. He was going much more ar- around to the side. He, he, he really, like his action was very changed. It looked like 2011 Gaz. He, he wasn't quite himself in that, in, in this whole test match actually. Yeah. And yeah, I, I mean, post the first test, yeah, yeah, he hasn't bowled I, And I think a lot of that, at least this game, was due to the, a, a huge split on his finger. So I wonder if maybe they'll go, look, Labashane can bowl. Let's try Let's four quicks out. And I, I and can even a, see Neeser coming Hitt in. And can bowl and Smith can bowl. And no, I like this idea because I, I think you don't often get an opportunity to, to really test out a part-time spinner. Mm. Um Part-time spinners typically are the, I don't know what to do. Mm. Let's throw the ball to our part-time. My my big man needs a break and there's five overs till the new ball. Yeah, sure. Yep, yep. Or to swap ends. Yeah. Yeah. Or squeeze one in before lunch, but yeah. But But I like like this. Um, Boys, I've got futsal now, so I'm going to head off. (laughs) But uh, I look forward to hearing the rest of the pod. Let's uh, let's talk England quickly. <laughs> yeah, um, I I want to I want to ask wh- where's Jofra Archer gone? Where has Jofra Archer gone? Exactly. He he didn't look mentally up for this Test match, and I know he you know he had a bit of bad luck. I'm thinking particularly of his dismissal, um, you know, late on that fifth day. Mm. Got him, got a grubber. There's <laughs> nothing you can do about that one. Yeah. I had a bit of a giggle as well when it happened, but he just looked. You know, when you get out like that and you look and you think, oh, you know, nothing I could have done about that, but Jofra looked properly mad you know he didn't look disappointed he looked angry and he I don't know quite what's going on there uh, it's so interesting I think you can tell a lot about a bowler's mindset from how they bat mm. that's a really, so that's Mitchell Stark is the best example he, <laughs> they always talk about that with Stark but, but we don't talk about it with anyone else that's a really interesting point I think I don't think that Archie knew what he was stepping up for I think he's placed in first class before but test cricket Ashes series five test series five yeah. test did he start the first one? He did start the first he one. He didn't start the first one. No, he didn't. Because uh, Anderson, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I was he didn't start the first test, but there's still, uh, there's a quality to back-to-back tests, yeah. especially yeah. as a fast bowler. And he especially. did, he took on a big workload in his fir- the first test that he played. He bowled and long spells. Root, Root was so happy, like excited about his shiny new toy. And to his credit, Joffre Archer stepped mm. up. He bowled some mm. really good spells mm. and laid into that test match. Um, and whether there's something physical going on, whether he's got a niggle or whether there's something mental that in, he's had a really long summer world cup and then uh, circuit and then back for the ashes. Exactly. There's something that he's not quite a hundred percent. I think he's done what leg spinners in the Sheffield shield do. <laughs> and I've said this before on a, on a Sheffield <laughs> shield series. Exactly. Which is he had a particular trick, which was a, a lot better than, I mean, often these kind of young leg spinners will come in and, and do oh, something tricky. I've done I, this. Yeah. Lloyd, Lloyd Pope, right? He took, <laughs> took seven wickets. Um, but Australia under 19. Under yeah, yeah. And England. then in the shield as well against South, Af- South, South Australia. Australia. South Australia. Yeah. South Australia. <laughs> um, and I, and then they just get found out for their trick. And I think Joffre Archer has a lot more in him than one trick, but he found a particular angle, I think. And I think it was one particular angle that troubled the, the batsman. It's something they hadn't really seen before with a red ball, especially. And 
he's he's got a lot more to him. Uh, he's I think a champion that, bowler. I think that's I think, a really yeah. good point, Miles. And I think this is one of the things that I I love to talk about to people who have no interest in cricket and they <laughs> hate it. Is that when you have a five test series and uh, and it, so it goes for twenty five days yeah. and every ball every over is a battle between a, a yeah. bowler and yeah. a batsman. And over the course of five tests, you get found out. And the best players, the very best players, will get found out and change their game mm. and, ad- and adapt to whatever new challenge has been thrown at them and overcome. And the players that are not a good but not great will have that one or two tricks. And then when they a batsman gets a flaw in his technique that people figure out how to exploit or a bowler mm. has one trick that batsmen figure out how to negate and then it's over. And I think the absolute best example of that has got to be Stephen Smith who keeps changing like mm. he still does that he's got the signature move across the, towards the offside but the way he does it changes all the time and and the way he's adapted especially against Joffa Archer has just he, been incredible he is what people fear AI will be <laughs> no one quite knows how he got to where he got yeah. but it's it's like he's playing three-dimensional chess somewhere and we're all playing checkers and uh, but he, he's, he honestly seems to be three moves ahead he's yeah. analyzing his own batting tapes he's saying if i was them i'd bowl here and move yeah. it this way and then what do i do to adjust to that and sometimes the bowlers haven't even caught up to that step yet mm. um I think about Steve Waugh as well. This is going back a, a little ways when he was playing one day international cricket and he developed a slog sweep and, mm. uh, and, and that kind of came out of nowhere. And, uh, and that was a kind of a known weakness in his game that he overcame. And, and that's kind of part of what makes him become a great player rather than just a, mm. just a good player for Australia. Lads, let's wrap it up. Let's make some calls though. How is this series going to end? I'll kick things off. It's going to be a bad off because I think Australia will not be any particular mindset to go and win the game necessarily. They, as in, they won't do what we did, which is declare it eight down, have a few overs to bowl. I think they will bat as long as they can. Smith's in the form of his life, of anyone's life. <laughs> and uh, I think England will turn up with the bat, as teams often do when it's a dead rubber, in inverted commas. Um, so I'm going to call draw. Yeah, I think Ernest is on England to get anything out of this game and I mean I think you said exactly what I was thinking like they could just Smith who often like throws away his wicket when he gets to 140 or like the tail ends are coming in he can just bat and have a real crack at trying to get to Bradman's 9-7-2 or whatever it was I'd love to see that that'd be um, huge yeah. I I'm gonna pick Travis Head century. Mm. I think he's due. I think he's looked. He's, he's looked like he's getting somewhere. He's building, and uh, I honestly think, uh, as much as I think that there'll be a lot of a lot of batting, as you say, Miles, I think there'll be a bit in this pitch. As much as the groundsman, can, I haven't read anything about mm. the pitch, but whatever the groundsman can do to make it spicy, um, I think Australia's got too much momentum at this point, and because of the short turnaround, I think it'll carry over, and we're going to get C three one. Worth also saying Steve Smith averages over 100 at the Oval. <laughs> His first international century, I believe, was at the Oval. Yeah. I wonder how many grounds he averages over 100 at. That'd yeah. be one for the stats be, people. I'll, you know what? <laughs> I'm, I'm actually going to post fifth test, Ash's rap. We'll have a big episode and I'll, I'm going to pick my top five stats. So just, we'll, we'll just fire some that. questions at you and you can pick yeah, the yeah, best yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure chatting over um, just a fantastic test and we're... Privileged to witness such a great series. 
listeners will join you after the next test. Um, anything can happen still. There's a lot still riding on this last game. I can't wait for it to start. But until then, we will see you next time.